0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present
1: the drive. It is Wednesday, January 10th. We are here at the Cam Henderson Center. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. For the next hour, we're gonna get you set for tonight's contest between the Marshall Thundering Herd and the Georgia Southern Eagles. Of course. We're going to do a lot more than just that. I've got a couple of guests coming by the table here in just a few minutes. First up, we're going to hear from, a little bit later on, it's going to be Ryan Crisp. Now, you know Ryan. He's pretty much the go-to guy when it comes to fan engagement, marketing. He's going to join us in the next few minutes, because a few days ago, Marshall made some changes as far as the schedule is concerned. And Ryan can give us a little bit more details. Saturday games for now until the end of the season, home games, are going to be 4 o'clock tips. So that's important to know if you haven't heard that yet. And I'm sure most of you who are following Marshall basketball by now know of the change. But if you don't, all of the games, starting with the South Alabama game, are going to be at 4 o'clock. So... Ryan's going to come by in the next few minutes. We usually get together with Ryan or somebody from his department on a Wednesday. And so since we're here at the Henderson Center on a Wednesday, it's a great opportunity to talk to him. And we'll get his feedback on why the change was made and the reasoning behind that. So that's coming up. Also, since it is Wednesday, we're all going to be here at the game. Great opportunity to sit down and talk with our friend Luke Creasy from HD Media. Luke is going to be with us here. And about 30 minutes or so, and we'll just get caught up with him as far as his thoughts on the basketball season at this point also. We'll talk a little bit of football. Marshall was really busy today on social media, making sure that we all knew about all of the new members of the Thundering Herd. I thought this was going to be a random day. Nope. Marshall Thundering Herd kind of making it fun today as far as football is concerned. So we've got all of that, and of course, we're going to get your text a little bit later on. We'll do that at 304 396 Talk, 304 396 8255. Reason why you need to know that number is because we're going to give you an opportunity to win four tickets to the game on Saturday. Only way you can win is you got to text in. Be a part of the show today. That's how you win. And then we'll randomly draw one of you after the show ends at six. You gotta be texted in by six. None of this 559-59 stuff. No, you gotta get in way before that if you want to win. So we'll do that on the text line this hour. Again, that number is 304-396-talk 304-396. 8-2-5-5. So we've got Georgia Southern coming into the Henderson Center. What do we know about them? Well, they're 2-13, but they're 2-1 in Sunbelt play. How about that? This is the team that couldn't get a win to save its program, and then all of a sudden it turns around and starts to win in league play. Kind of makes that argument that Dan D'Antoni's been talking about. Hey, really, it matters, but it doesn't about the non-conference it's when you get into the conference because believe it or not Georgia Southern if they make a run and they get really hot in league play and maybe get to the tournament, win the tournament, doesn't matter they started off with 12 straight losses. They could go to the NCAA tournament. And that's sort of that's sort of the theory that Dan Dantoni always talks about is, you know, whatever you do, when you're in a conference like Marshall is with the Sun Belt and yeah, you'd like to get more in, but If you win the tournament, you get in. It's automatic. They can't take it away from you. You get in. So that's what the Thundering Herd is looking to do. And Marshall, right now, back to 500, 3 3-0 in Sunbelt play. It's been a good start in league play for the Thundering Herd. So Marshall looking to go 4-0 tonight in league play. That's a good start for the Thundering Herd. Now, the one thing I would – keep in mind is and this isn't trying to show any disrespect to Marshall basketball but Marshall hasn't played the upper echelon of the league yet Georgia Southern is not part of that upper echelon Monroe was not part of the upper echelon now Louisiana we thought was going to be you know one of those teams that contends for a championship and they still may be but you get that win you win against Texas State, which is okay. They're decent. You win against Monroe, which, okay, they're decent. And you try to get that win tonight against Georgia Southern. Yeah, you feel good about being 4-0. But to be fair, is the rest of the schedule going to be a little bit more challenging? Or is Marshall just going to be that much better than everybody else? We'll see. Marshall's had a couple of times where they had to fight back from deficits. Uh, more importantly, they've been able to – overcome that deficit they were down at 12 points and come back and that's Dan D'Antoni basketball that's what he'll tell you this is a team that will do that the way that this team plays they'll be down and then be able to come back so we've got a lot to get into today with the herd as far as basketball is concerned and I do want to hear from you and again that text line is going to be 304-396-TALK 304 396 8255, so we'll look forward to hearing from you this hour. And of course, don't forget, coming up later tonight, as we're here at the Cam Henderson Center, we're going to be on the air at 6 o'clock with our pregame show. We also do that on 93.7 The Dog. So if you're driving into the Henderson Center, you've got options. It's West Virginia and Appalachian Laborers District Council College basketball today. It's presented by Lyona, your workforce solution, WVLDC.org. We'll be on the air at 6 o'clock, also on 93.7 The Dog. So my next guest is going to be making his way here to the table area in a few minutes. Ryan Crisp is going to join us, and we're going to talk about the new schedule shift and Saturday games. Ryan is the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement. So he's going to talk to us about why the change was made, what that means for you, and any other questions you might have, you can text those in now, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. we got more coming up on this edition of The Drive, live from the Henderson Center on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
2: Now is the time to add on a new bathroom or remodel your old one with the latest up to date bathroom fixtures from Mutual Wholesalers, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Come in today to Mutual Wholesalers' beautiful showroom and see how your new bathroom will look. Check out Acre by Max. Have a new bathroom this year. Mutual Wholesalers, locally owned and operated, 710 Fifth Street, Huntington. Call 304 525 9118.
0: With the tire that will see you through the cold and then some. The long lasting all season Michelin Cross Climate 2 tire because winter doesn't last forever. Between 11 to 15 and 12.5, get $70 via reward card or virtual prepaid card after online submission with the purchase of four new Michelin passenger or light truck tires. $70 tire rebate on all tire lines plus a $30 bonus rebate on Michelin winter tires only. See TikTok Tire, 3rd Avenue and Huntington across from Jonesy Edwards Stadium. www.michelinman.com forward slash auto forward slash deals hyphen promotions hyphen and hyphen rebates for complete detail
2: offers by 12 23 or prohibited. Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and a lot of daily specials. If you're a sports fan, we have what you need. From the NFL, NBA, NCAA basketball to college football bowl games and the national championship. First responders, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza, next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. place, your
3: home away from home. In the tapestry of life, we encounter stories of legacy and accomplishment, but sometimes also abuse, neglect, or financial exploitation. Adult Protective Services understands the importance of safeguarding the well-being of our loved ones, our neighbors, and our community. To report neglect or abuse, call 800-352-6513. Sponsored by the Administration for Community Living, West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources, Bureau for Social Services, the West Virginia broadcast Association and this station. This project was supported by the Administration for Community Living, ACL, and the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, as part of a financial assistance award totaling $383,493, with 75% funded by ACL, HHS, and 25% in the amount of $85,236 funded by state government sources. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by ACL. HHS, or the U.S. government.
4: Wesley Financial Group is not a
5: law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends call my office now if we take you as a client i guarantee we'll cancel your time share or you'll pay nothing
0: call for your free information kit call 800-414-7272 that's 800-414-7272 800-414-7272 This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're back here at the Cam Anderson Center on a Wednesday. It's getting closer to tip off the herd in action tonight, taking on Georgia Southern. We're going back to the Southern Conference days with Marshall now in the same conference once again as the Eagles. We'll talk more about the game later, but we want to welcome to the program now. It's usually a Wednesday on the phone, but I got him in person here. Ryan Crisp, the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement. He joins us now. Good to see you again. I'm glad you're here because there have been a lot of things that have been happening over the last few weeks with Marshall Athletics, but I'm sure the one thing that you have gotten the most questions are on about is the time change on saturday from saturday onward all home games on saturday will be at four o'clock
6: that's right no we uh we made that change from 7 p.m to 4 p.m uh there was there was multiple factors that went into it and you know i think at the end of the day the way we looked at it is one we had a 4 p.m tip time on december 30th which was a saturday game it was our biggest crowd of the year And we had tremendous feedback from our fans on that 4 p.m. tip time. Um, Another thing that we noticed is we did the kids dunk contest at halftime of that game. And the amount of children that were here, especially young children that were here, uh, was greater than any other game we've had so far this year. So uh, there's multiple things that went into it. It's something that we've wanted to do. Uh, If you look along the Sun Belt Conference, a lot of them play at 4 p.m. or even earlier um, on Saturdays. And, you know, our, our fan base, I don't think it's any secret to anyone that our fan base isn't getting any younger right now. And we have to find a way to grow our fan base and to grow it with a younger audience. Um, and so our goal is to create a family-friendly environment and, and have fan-friendly times. And so 4 p.m. made the most sense for us in order to get uh, young families in here, young children in here, create fans when they're three, four, five, six, seven years old. Um, that way when they become 25 or 30 and they're able to buy season tickets, they're already a fan versus trying to create a fan when they're 30 and they have other priorities and other things going on in life. It's a lot harder. So creating a fan at an earlier age uh, will pay uh, many dividends for us uh, down the road.
1: How are you addressing the maybe the shock to the system for ticket holders who have those tickets, the time change, and maybe they can't come because they're set on 7 o'clock. We, you know, We have a ticket, it says seven o'clock. Ryan, I wanted to come at seven. Why can't I come at seven? What are you doing for me?
6: For sure, no, I think, you know, our our motto is obviously fans first and that's what we are. So if there's a situation where, uh, whether you're a season ticket holder or maybe you bought a ticket for a future game, thinking it was gonna be at 7 p.m. and the 4 p.m. time change maybe knocks you out of coming to that game, uh, please contact me directly and we will will fix it. We will make it right. Uh, Whether that's, you know, tickets to a different game or whether that's just refunding the purchase, uh, we've only had one of those so far where we, we did refund one. She had her grandson's birthday um, that overlapped it now and so, you know, we refunded those and, and we'll continue to do that. Um, but I'm, I'm confident in that the vast majority of our fans um, understand it and uh, are able to adapt and, and make schedule changes. And I know it's tough, especially doing it in the middle of the year, uh, but we just felt like it was what we needed to do at the time uh, and it will provide the greatest outcome for us over the long haul. Now. You mentioned in the release that went out about this,
1: that uh, there's a fan committee that you, you consulted. Just to give a little background on that fan committee, who's on that committee, if you, can, if you can share that? you know, What's the demographics look like on that fan committee? Is there someone there representing me? Is there someone
6: representing the younger fan base, the older fan base? What's that look like? For sure, the fan committee was created by Christian uh, when he first came here as the athletic director. It was one of the first things he did. He actually mentioned it in his press conference. Uh, the fan committee is comprised of 30 fans um, and those 30 fans are demographics from all over. Um, so we hold in-person meetings uh, once a quarter but we also have a virtual option uh, because there's, there's local fans, um, there's fans that live um, you know, in Arizona, uh, there's fans that live in Parkersburg and Beckley, there's fans that are season ticket holders, there's fans that aren't season ticket holders, there's fans that are major donors, that are average donors and that aren't donors. Um, so it's really a, a wide array, um, especially age group, demographics. Uh, when they selected that fan committee, they were very intentional about trying to grab people from every walk of life and every different financial situation and, and every different level of support for Marshall. Um, so the fan committee's goal, at the end of the day, everyone has the same goal as being fans first and doing what's best uh, for Marshall athletics and for our fans, so we feel like we get a very good representation of that fan committee when we pull them, when we ask them for opinions. Um, the great news is when we ask them for opinions, no one agrees on everything. You know there's always different opinions on everything, uh, which is how you get to the best outcome for everyone.
1: My guest is Ryan Chris, the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving Ticket Sales and Fan Engagement. We're talking a little bit about the 4 p.m. switch for all home games following a successful 4 p.m. game against Louisiana. Did you feel like when you had that game and you had it at 4 o'clock and you had all this success that maybe did the fan committee even feel, maybe, okay, maybe we should hold back a little bit on this or just try it out in increments here because all the games are 4 o'clock. You base it off 1. So what was it that ultimately puts you in the direction to say, we're going to do this and it's going to be at 4 o'clock? Maybe why not noon maybe?
6: Yeah, no. We felt 4 o'clock was the best option. Uh, One thing that you compete against, especially on Saturdays, is youth league basketball. Um, And so we we try not to compete with that. Uh, We asked two local leagues about their game times on Saturdays. And uh, both of them, their last game started at 2 o'clock. So ideally, they're staying on pace. Their last game ends by 3 o'clock. So a 4 p.m. tip wouldn't affect them. Um, You know, every league's different, and every fan has a different schedule. And depending on your age group, it may be even different. Uh, but just looking at you know even high schools, um, a lot of them tip off at 7 p.m. on Saturdays, um, and so we just you know the less we can compete with things, uh, yeah, the more opportunity yeah. we have for fans to come. So the earlier um, you compete against uh, some mid some pretty major uh, college basketball games on television uh, in that noon and two time slot, and then also the youth league basketball. We didn't we don't want to compete with that, and so um, you know 4 p.m. was kind of that sweet spot for us in between the two.
1: Brian Crisp is with us, the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement here at the Cam Henderson Center. So 4 o'clock's is going to be the new Saturday time this point forward for the foreseeable future. You know, you've talked to everyone, I'm sure, by now, or you're still trying to get the word out on that so someone doesn't show up at 7 o'clock and they've missed the game.
6: Yeah, for sure. Now, we've sent out... Uh a couple email exchanges and uh, anyone that has a ticket to the game as well as the mass list. And uh, you know our, our big green folks are, are going through and making their kind of phone tree calls and just getting the message out there. So more emails coming, more communication coming. Um, I know Kinder Communications has a commercial airing right now in their stations about the time changes, so getting it out as much as possible into Minnie's uh, ears as possible as well.
1: Brian Crisp with us here at the Cam Henderson Center. So 4 o'clock time change, not the only thing happening. Of course, we've got a lot of events happening this weekend as well, and of course the women are on the road now, but they're going to be back home soon.
6: Yeah, for sure. So obviously exciting times here with both basketball teams, 3-0 in conference play. Uh, specifically on the women's side, we do currently for the next about, 24 hours, have a $3 ticket promotion going on. Uh, so for any remaining uh, women's home game, you can get a $3 ticket on Herd Zone. You use the promo code 3 for 3. Uh, we launched that yesterday and saw really good sales uh, for future games. And so uh, we're excited for uh, women's basketball. And, um, you know, this place was on last Saturday when they played here. Uh, largest crowd that I can remember in a while. Um, and so that's only gonna grow that's only gonna get better and if you haven't been out to see them yet come out It's an exciting style of basketball five in five out every two and a half minutes shooting a lot of threes Forcing more turnovers than I've ever seen and so it's uh, it's a fun environment and uh, a much more intimate setting maybe than the men's games where you can get closer to the court and It's general mission, so if you arrive early, you can sit in the front row and and take it all in. Now, when they win their fourth straight conference game, that ticket price goes up to four, right? You know, Paul, we actually talked about that, of what a cool ticket promotion that would be. You know, you start conference play at a dollar a ticket, and then for every game they win on there, you add a dollar to it. So by the 12th game, it may be $12 a ticket if they're 12-0. But at the first game, it's only a dollar. I think, you know, it's something to think about. You got to get them there early. Is what you're trying to say. Got to get, get them there early. Get them early. Get
1: them hooked. Get them. Get it now. Get it with the dollar. So when they go seven, eight, nine, ten deep here, you're, you're not the, you're paying for it. You're not paying. It's
6: not a bad price. It's still not a bad price. It's, Even not, at a bad price, it's yeah. not a bad price. Yeah, a price at all. It's so.
1: no. It's it's a good deal here. When are we gonna see the baby run?
6: Uh, so that is at halftime today. Yeah. Um, it is the baby race. Uh, we have I think up to 12 participants in this baby race. Um, And so they're going from foul line to foul line here, Uh, and so halftime at the Henderson Center could be good. We got uh, two heats going, and then the winners of the two heats are going to go in a a championship round against each other. Okay, so so that's going to be organized chaos. That's correct. It's going to be awesome. Going to be organized
1: chaos here, and there won't be any competitiveness out there at all. No, everyone's going to be friendly.
6: Uh, you're going to have extra security for this, right? We're going to need it, and, you know, everyone's got to crawl. No getting up. you got to be on all fours. got to crawl. We're excited for it. Once again, it's one of those things where we're trying to move to more family-friendly and, and, and attract that, that fan base. Um, if you look at the national statistics, we are well short uh, in national averages when it comes to the fan base of 26 to 35. Um, and so we are trying to attract as many fans as possible in that age group and get them in our building. Ryan Crisp is with us, the Associate Athletic Director for
1: Annual Giving, Ticket Sales, and Fan Engagement. So, there hasn't been a dry run for this, right?
6: There is not, no. This is, yeah. This is uncharted uncharted territory. Here we go.
1: Okay. I'm looking forward to it here. Uh, We will uh, have some more coming up next week to talk to you about, but anything coming up, maybe you want to
6: allude to, tease now, get people excited for. The, the, the biggest thing that's on, on my mind is, you know, uh, March 1st, baseball opening weekend is going to be here before you know it. And so get it on your calendars. Uh, ticket information is coming soon. We're, we're going through season tickets right now, and we're going to sell out of those here in the next little bit. And so uh, probably around February 1st is when we'll, we'll release the ticket plans for single games and especially that weekend. Uh, but we got got some, some pretty cool stuff planned and a lot of people coming back into town that haven't been in a while. Um, and so it's going to be a great weekend over at the Jack and softball actually has a home tournament that weekend as well so the whole complex will be alive and well all weekend over there. Brian Crisp,
1: my guest, and of course uh, season tickets are all sold out, right? No opportunities there.
6: We're, we're getting there. We're going through the list and by the time we get through the people that purchased a brick we will sell out of season tickets.
1: My guest, Ryan Crisp,
6: he's the Associate Athletic Director for Annual Giving,
1: Ticket Sales and Fan Engagement. Also, he's attracted a crowd around the table today.
6: Fan favorite.
1: Yeah, your fan favorite. I mean, you've got people actually stopping by to hear you. Woo!
6: Listen Round of to applause. this. blossoming. I mean, it's crazy.
1: How many of these people are actually on your payroll? Uh, only one of them. Only one of them. And that's for the next week. That's for the next week. Luke Creasy's going to stop by a little bit later on. Actually, he's going to stop coming by in down a moment. Look at that now. Right now. We timed it now. Perfectly. Luke Creasy coming up next when we continue on this edition. Of the drive, ESPN, 94.1 at 8 AM 9.30.
2: Hey, Tri-State. Frank's Place is where friends hang out with friends. Stop on by for happy hour from 4 to 6 p.m. and a lot of daily specials. If you're a sports fan, we have what you need. From the NFL, NBA, NCAA basketball to college football, bowl games, and the national championship. First responders, stop by Frank's Place and check out the specials we have for you. Frank's Place, located at the River Place Plaza, next to Fratelli's. Check us out on Facebook for weekly updates and specials. Frank's Place, your home away from home.
0: You've cut back on everything, and you're still coming up short at the end of the month. Give your local State Farm agent a call for a free discount double check. They'll show you how something as simple as combining car and home policies can save you hundreds of dollars a year. Being there to help keep more of your money is why your local State Farm agent is here. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. In Huntington, John Garten, 304-525-1116. In Barbersville, Marcia Slater, 304-736-6100. And in Cerrito, Aaron Phillips, 304-453-4600. Giovanni's has great Italian dishes, spaghetti with meat sauce, lasagna, ravioli, manicotti, and baked lasagna. Giovanni's has the best sandwiches around from the Stromboli, Italian Sub, Calzones, and their signature Big Red. All dinners will be served with hot garlic bread or Italian rolls. Giovanni's Pizza, fresh, hot, and tasty. Have it delivered right to your door. Giovanni's. The Italian place to be. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is
5: called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. In the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. The ugly truth is when you buy a timeshare, you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. I recently helped a couple that had their maintenance fees go from $800 to $3,200 a year. They also received a $4,000 assessment for a hurricane that was over 1,000 miles away. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Call my office now. If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay
0: nothing. Call for your free information kit. Call 800-414-7272. That's 800-414-7272. 800-414-7272.
3: Imagine getting ahead of your irritable bowel syndrome with constipation or IBSC by treating it with Linzess. Then you could start proactively managing your constipation with belly pain and get ahead of your symptoms. Talk to your doctor about Linzess, Linacletide. Linzess is a prescription medicine that treats IBSC in adults. It's not a laxative. It's a once-daily pill that helps you get ahead of your symptoms. It's proven to help you have more frequent and complete bowel movements and helps relieve overall abdominal symptoms, belly pain, discomfort, and bloating. These symptoms were studied in combination, not individually. Do not give Linzess to
2: children less than two. It may harm them. Do not take Linzess if you have a bowel blockage. Get immediate help if you develop unusual or severe stomach pain, especially with bloody or black stools. The most common side effect is diarrhea, sometimes severe. If it's severe, stop taking Linzess and call your doctor right away. Other side effects include gas, stomach area pain, and swelling.
3: Imagine, what could relief from IVSE mean for you? Talk to your doctor and say yes to Linzess. Learn more at Linzess.com or call 1-800-LINZESS. Don't miss out on limited time appliance deals during the closeout event at Lowe's. Get up to 35% off select major appliances. Plus, save an extra $100 when you spend $999 or more on all major appliances. Hurry, these deals are too good to last long. Shop in-store or online today because Lowe's knows home improvement. Valid 1-4 through 1-24. Selection varies by location while supplies last. See Lowe's.com for details.
4: This is the drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're back here at the Cam Anderson Center for tonight's contest between Marshall and Georgia Southern. Later on, we'll hear from Bill Cornwell. He is um, he is hovering as we speak here at our broadcast position. He's like a count. He's like a cat waiting to pounce. But before that, we want to welcome to the program now from HD Media, Luke Creasy. Who covers the Thundering Herd, both men's and women's sports, sometimes football team. I mean, you were out here the other day for the women's game. You know they're they're undefeated in conference play. Dan's team is undefeated in conference play. I mean, life is good right now for the beat reporter of the Thundering Herd.
7: Yeah, first time since uh, 1987 that uh, both the men's and the women's team are uh, off to three no starts in league play. That was back in the SoCon days. Um, But, yeah, exciting basketball. I mean, it's two teams that uh, took their lumps early on but um, have have started to figure things out. And uh, certainly, you know, life is good when you're winning.
1: Thundering Herd taking on a Georgia Southern team tonight that sort of could have been the Marshall Thundering Herd, the way Dan talks. Oh, the non-conference, you know, that's – it's important, but it's not. This is a team that's not winning non-conference play, lost twelve. And then now off to a 2 and one start in Sunbelt play. I don't know if that says something about their non-conference schedule, the Sunbelt, or somewhere in between.
7: Well, they had a good non-conference schedule. Um, played played several um, top-tier teams. I know uh, Tennessee was on there. Um, had a couple other, uh, you know, really big opponents. And, you know, that is not always going to result in wins. And I, I feel like it's, it's just common to say that, you know, it's it's. I'm I'm hearing coaches starting to call it the preseason. I, I think Kim has said that a couple times. Danny has said it a couple times. Preseason and and real season, championship season, and um, you know, because of the way the standings work, that's really how it breaks down. Um, you know, zero and twelve in non conference play doesn't matter when you're two and one in league play against league opponents. When um, you know you're playing for seeding in the conference tournament, and so. Um, you know, I, I think Georgia Southern is starting to figure it out. Uh, maybe not as far, far along that road as, as Marshall is um, at this point in the season, but uh, certainly not a team to overlook because, um, you know, they rebound well. Um, they uh, c- can play well. They've got some scorers, and uh, certainly not a team you want to overlook.
1: Now, the Thundering herd off to a 3-0 start. Could be 4-0 by the time it's said and done tonight. Mm-hmm. But on the flip side of that is it hasn't been against the best opponents in the Sun Belt. Where do you gauge this Marshall team right now? Forget that record. Where are they at now?
7: Yeah, I think they, they're they further along than they were a month ago, and I think that's, um, that's probably an easy answer on my part um, because that's what you hear a lot of the coaches and players talk about too is they're trying to get to where they're playing pure Marshall basketball and – Um, But I think the biggest benchmark of growth has to be from from the last time out against Texas State. When you trail by double digits early on in the game, you get punched in the mouth pretty early. Um, In the second half, you fell behind by double digits again. And against a tough Texas State team, you find a way to win on the road. That, that to me, said a lot about um, where Marshall is as, as far as not panicking when you get behind. Um, sticking with the game plan, knowing that eventually some of those shots are going to fall, and I help. I think it helps that they've solidified a rotation. Um, you know, you've got your top four. You know, you've heard, probably heard Tony talk about Nate Martin, Obina, Cam Kerfman. and um, drawing
1: a blank here. It's, you know why? I am too. You wow. said the three. That Nate Obina. Jacob Connor. Jacob Connor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I drew yeah, a blank the too. point guard. I was the point guard. There, I was looking like Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> it, it, what does that say about him? We just drew a blank right. on him. Well, it
7: just means he's doing his job so consistently that, you know, it, but no, um J- Jacob Connor's progression as a point guard has has helped too. Um, and he's helped solidify that rotation. That five spot can go to just about anybody else right now. Um it's been a combination of Wyatt Fricks, it's been Tyson Pruitt, Ryan Nutter, I um, haven't seen Cam Crawford in conference play yet, um, and D'Antoni Tony's talked extensively about why. Um, but I, I think that that rotation is is starting to, to solidify. And I think once you know who you've got and who can contribute and who knows their roles, that's just
1: going to help. Luke Creasy is with us from HD Media. We're here tonight at the Cam Henderson Center. Later on, it's going to be Marshall taking on Georgia's Southern Sunbelt conference play. These two teams used to go after each other in the SOCON. This wasn't the long-term rivalry that the matchup between Appalachian State was, but Marshall all-time, 11-3 against this team. Still some pretty interesting battles between these two programs, maybe more so on the football side, but it's good to have a school like Georgia Southern here in the Henderson Center It reminds me of those Southern Conference days, and Marshall was its most successful as a basketball program during those Southern Conference times.
7: Yeah, and in those two meetings with Georgia Southern last year, I mean, those were good games. I I think back to to when uh, Georgia Southern was here last year in the Cam Henderson Center, um, led by 11 with a minute and a half to go, and Marshall comes back and finds a way to win. Um, That game, that was a thrilling contest um, and one that – you know, I, I think people are going to remember it. And so, you know, the, the Sun Belt is, is a good basketball conference. I'm not going to say it's the best. Uh, I'm not going to say it's the worst. Um, but, but there's some good competition in the Sun Belt. And I think, um, you know, when you look up and down and, and teams are going to – most teams are going to be able to see each other twice a year, um, that in, inevitably develops, you know, some of these rivalries and back and forth. And, um, you know, I, I think that's good to have in a league.
1: Lucrecia is with us from HD Media. Basketball coverage and HD Media properties. Of course, also you and busy with football. It was like a little mini holiday today for Marshall Social Media, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. After a while, I'm like, no, you guys are on your own. I was thinking, oh, okay, they made a <laughs> yeah. signing. Great. Yeah, I'll share that. It was like yeah.
7: signing day 2.0 no, out there. Yeah, it's
1: like they just decided to declare it. it's Marshall yeah. Signing Day.
7: Well, I, I mean, Charles Huff tweeted out that they weren't done yet. And uh, he was right. Signed, uh, you know, a slew of other guys today. Got some help on the O-line from the transfer portal. And I think of the six they signed, or six or seven that they signed, five came from Power 5 schools. Um, And I think that's what you're starting to see more of is, you know, Power 5 – I don't want to call them castoffs. Power 5, former Power 5 players that maybe haven't fit in the way they thought they were going to, they come back a level – Land at a place like Marshall where they can play immediately and have an impact. Um, I think of on the defensive line, a guy like Isaiah Gibson on um, came from Kentucky, has had a big role the past couple of years for Marshall football and announced that he was coming back for a third. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that there can definitely be, it's similar to, to Marshall players that you see enter the transfer portal and land at the FCS level. Um, you know, th- there are levels to college football, there are, uh, you know, different levels of competition. Whether we like it or not, there are. And I think that uh, you're starting to see Marshall cash in on some of those uh, coming out of the transfer portal to replace some players that they've lost that have gone on to Power 5 level. Look at a guy like Jaden Harrison committed to Notre Dame yesterday. Um, Elijah Alston had briefly committed to Texas A&M before he uh, decommitted yesterday. Did that all on the same day. Uh, crazy day for him. Um, but, uh, you know, I, <laughs> I – I was right there with you. I kept seeing the tweets okay, another one, another one, another one. Um, And it's a class that had already been ranked as one of the best, if not the best, transfer class among G5 schools um, by a couple different outlets.
1: We might have some more transfers uh, here in the near future as it's news that's breaking. Alabama is more than likely losing Nick Saban. He is declaring himself retired according to sources or he'll be retiring. Uh, That's going to be a seismic shift in college football. Yeah.
7: um, I saw that on the way over here. And uh, a guy that uh, has six national titles under his belt uh, was in contention for another one this year.
1: And um, that's big. I don't know what we do because he's been the standard. Even though they didn't get to the championship game, they're so consistent. It's sort of like, okay, there's a power vacuum now. Even though Michigan – just won the national championship. We don't know what their future is. There's some uncertainty there. We don't know what's happening. And now they get the playoff. That's going to happen as well. So there's yeah. really maybe an opening for a lot of other programs that, because Saban has been he has been the guy in charge pretty much of college football. That's closing the gap. Luke Creasy trying to make me laugh <laughs> successfully. Trust the process. Close the gap. Uh, climb the mountain. Can I get the rumor started now that Nick, Nick Saban will be coming to Marshall? I don't
7: know, I know. Marshall still has a head coach, so Marshall, I wouldn't start that. As a,
1: as, a, as, a special, <laughs> as a special assistant to Charles Huff.
7: Yeah. I... <laughs> Got me there, too.
1: Yeah. Could you imagine that? Hey, I uh, want to introduce today uh, Nick Saban. He's here today uh, to, um, to hang out here at Marshall football practice or something. You know that's happening. Saban's is going to go Could on tour be. now. He's gonna, Could be. He's just going to go on tour now. Yep. I mean, in retirement, why not? I'm sure he. Uh, I'm sure Coach F would spring for lunch. Maybe. Luke Creasy's with us. Um, what do you get coming up? What are you working on?
7: Uh, actually, get to enjoy a day off tomorrow. What? Um, that's th- unheard of. Th- those have been a little more frequent uh, now in basketball season, where I'm not uh, traveling in the grind of uh, a football schedule. Um, but, uh, but yeah, and then I get uh, to see some high school action Friday night before I uh, come back to the Henderson Center for a nice 4 p.m. 4 p.m. game. Tip-off. Nice segment with Ryan Chris there. Do you,
1: how do you feel about that, though?
7: I, I, I like it. Um, it means I get to spend the evening at home with my wife so instead of uh, a late night here at the Henderson Center. So I'm all for it. Doesn't mess up my day too much.
1: Okay. You know what it means for me? I, um, I don't get to spend the evening with Bill Cornwell. You don't know where to go with that. <laughs> I I don't I don't. Bill he, he's coming up next, but <laughs> hey, I'm paving the way for him. Bill Cornwell. You might Bill. not
7: get to spend the evening with him Saturday, but yeah, you get to spend this next segment with
1: him. I do. I get to spend the next segment with Bill Cornwell. He is going to come over here, and he's just going to drop wisdom. He's going to drop some knowledge. He's going to drop just, knowledge. Just look at it. He, he, he looks so
7: wise sitting over there. Yeah, that's his. he's just he's looking just out looking right now. the court.
1: Yeah, he's oblivious to us, but he's just looking out yep. on the court and. He's pontificating. Yep. And he's looking for he's looking for patterns, and he's gonna later on drop that knowledge on Steve Cotton later on. There you go. All right, we've really done a terrible job. Well, okay, you haven't. I'm killing this segue here. Bill's coming up. Luke, we'll talk to you soon. <laughs> Sounds good. More coming up. It's the drive. ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
2: Get big savings on your bathroom update at Menards. We have everything you need to create the bathroom of your dreams with Sterling Tubs and Showers that fit your style and your budget. Like the Sterling Ensemble Medley Tub and Shower. Its tongue and groove interlocking joints form a seamless appearance and make installation quick and easy. Its durable high-gloss finish provides lasting beauty. Get yours today for $699.99. Big buys, big savings. Right now at Menards. Prices good through January 14th. big.
4: Working Man Store in Huntington. Check out the biggest inventory of scrubs in West Virginia, featuring brands such as Healing Hands, Dickies, Cherokee, and Med Couture at the best price. Working Man Store has one of the largest selections of big and tall shirts, jackets, and jeans in the area. Working Man Store is the king of blue jeans with Levi's, Dickies, Carhartt, Lee, and Wrangler's in sizes up to 72. And Working Man Store has the best selection of men's work boots and casual shoes anywhere at the best price. Working Man Store, open every day at 140 5th Avenue, Huntington.
0: Metro Community Federal Credit Union has been serving the Huntington community for 70 years and is proud to announce our newest location in Lavalette is now open. Wayne County residents, you now have access to a modern banking facility, a full range of services, advanced technology, expert financial advice, and even a smart coffee kiosk cafe. Learn more about Metro Community Federal Credit Union online at MetroCommunityFCU.com or visit us today on 5th Street Road. Equal Housing Lender, member NCUA. Giovanni's Pizza. Fresh, hot, and tasty. Have it delivered right to your door. Giovanni's, the Italian place to be.
6: The more vulnerable among us can fall victim to abuse, neglect, and financial exploitation. When navigating your way out, it doesn't have to feel like a maze. Assistance is available from Adult Protective Services. To report neglect or abuse, call 800-352-6513.
0: Sponsored by the Administration for Community Living, West Virginia Department of Health and Human
6: Resources Bureau for Social Services, the West Virginia Broadcasters Association, and this station.
3: This project was supported by the Administration for Community Living, And the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS, as part of a financial assistance award totaling $383,493, with 75% funded by ACL, HHS, and 25% in the amount of $85,236 funded by state government sources. The contents are those of the authors and do not necessarily represent the official views of nor an endorsement by ACL, HHS, or the U.S. government.
4: At Progressive, we love
0: sports and saving you money, so we bundled them together. The final horse now in the gate, and they're off. They're starting off with a double toe loop jump, leaving a difficult 7-10 split. There's movement on the inside rail. Only nine pins separate them now as they head to the final quarter mile. They're neck and neck. It's down to the last frame. Here comes the axle jump.
2: They bundled their home and auto insurance with Progressive. Win, strike, savings, gold
4: of Casualty
0: Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Not available in all states or situations.
4: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: We're back here at the Cam Anderson Center for tonight's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. As we get set for Marshall and Georgia Southern, we bring Bill Cornwell in. He's going to join me a little bit later on as we get this preview started at 6 o'clock. Also on 93-7, the dog with our pregame coverage. Marshall tipping off tonight, 7 o'clock. And, of course, Thundering Hurt taking on an old foe. Not that old, but old enough. And Georgia Southern, the Eagles. Marshall and Georgia Southern enjoyed a few seasons together as members of the Sun Belt. I guess, uh, I don't want to say, like, maybe the Sun Belt is sort of like what the Southern Conference is or was, but at a higher level.
4: It's, it's kind of similar. It's, well, with, with, with uh, Marshall and Appalachian and Georgia Southern, you could call it the semi Southern. Yeah,
1: the semi Southern, <laughs> yeah.
6: yeah.
4: You know what's interesting? Uh, Georgia Southern has played several games here, played seven games, have never won a game here. And, and of course, the overall uh, series record is 11 3 hertz. Marshall has dominated this series. And uh, this is an interesting Georgia Southern team. Because, uh, I mean, they, they went goose egg for the non-conference season. I mean, amazing. They, and then all of a sudden they played their first Sunbelt game and they win. And uh, then they split their road trip last week. And the win at Louisiana Moreau last Saturday was actually their first road win of any type the season, this season. So uh, they have struggled. Uh, new coach, uh, Charlie Henry, coming from the Alabama coaching staff. Uh, a lot of change in personnel, uh, a lot of change. And uh, it's taken a while to, to mesh. They're playing better, but uh, they're playing a red-hot herd team tonight. I mean, Marshall coming off that win at Texas State, uh, you just you just love the trajectory of the way these guys are going. I mean, as bad as they were in non-conference, they have worked it back to where they're 500. Of course, an undefeated start. People are excited again. To just talked to Ryan Crisp a little while ago from the Lake Department, they are not far away from a sellout for Saturday afternoon's game.
1: And that's something that is going to be interesting to watch because that time changed to 4 o'clock I, for the rest of the season.
4: I, I think that's great. I, you know, the, they they listen to the fans. Uh, the a lot of, Now, I've had some people.
1: As I was going to say, there have been a lot of people who have voiced well, well, you know, know, a little uh, objection to that as well. Yeah,
4: they, you know, they would rather, uh, you know, make that their Saturday night but when it comes to bringing the kids, bringing families together, the afternoon date and time are much better. Probably a little more attractive.
1: I think you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose a group of fans and you're gonna maybe gain a group of fans. yeah, Ryan was with us earlier, and he was pretty candid. Look, the fan base is not getting younger. They're trying to figure out how to make this fan base <laughs> oh, younger. you just got to work it. You and I won't be here for many more years talking about how Marshall used to win the Southern Conference. <laughs> so it'll, be, it'll be some young whippersnapper here. Yeah, that's heard, yeah. That's heard, yeah. We, yeah, we're not going to be here another, what, 20, 30 years? Who knows? But they're trying to make sure that the fan base is younger, and that's at least that was the... The reason why changing the game time on Saturday, it'll remain to be seen, I don't know. But at the same time, if the students start showing up, that's going to definitely help as well. And I don't know if the time change is going to help that. Or let's be honest, Marshall students don't show up for much.
4: Although, uh, remember last year, they sit about where we are right now in the west end of the court and they came out in big numbers. Now, this is the first game for the spring semester, and it'll be nice to see just how many show up tonight. Hopefully, they're excited, and because when the students do come, they make a little noise and they bring a little excitement.
1: We're here at the Cam Henderson Center. Marshall's getting set to take on Georgia Southern. It is a flashback to the old SOCON days, as Bill mentioned. Marshall all time 11 and 3 against Georgia Southern. They've had a tough schedule. We alluded to that. But the big thing you take away from their schedule is that they are 1 and 2 at home. Yeah. They are 0 and 3 in neutral locations. And they're 1 and 8 yeah. on the road. That's I, how crazy their schedule is. I hate
4: to say their schedule sadly reminds me of a uh, HBCU. <laughs> You know, how many times have we had like North Carolina Central and some of these HBCU teams come in here to play uh, and you look at their schedules, it's like, well, we got one game in November and we won't be home till the conference season <laughs> in December or, or, or January. Well, uh, only playing three games at home and one of those has been a conference game, uh, that's tough. And, and they, they had a game at, uh, at Michigan State, that, uh, that they didn't uh, win. They played Georgia Tech, who's improved this year. Damon Stoudemire is the new coach down there and uh, lost to them. So they, they played some significant folks. They didn't play cream puffs in the, the non conference season. Credit to them.
1: As things crazy in November, they didn't have a single home game.
4: Yep. That's, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, everything is like at, 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 at when you look at their schedule. You look
1: at their January schedule. They only have two home games in January. Yep. Now that gets better in February and in March. Yep. But January, two home games. December, four home games. Kind of makes up for a little bit yes. of that. But November, not a single home game.
4: And, of course, now is the time for Marshall to make hay because this is the start of a stretch where Marshall plays six of its eight next eight
1: here at the Henderson Center. It's important tonight for Marshall to push out the Sunbelt lead to undefeated 4-0 because we know how important seeding is in the Sunbelt Conference Tournament. Now, last year it would have been important for Marshall to win the regular season, and it's still important, but last year if Marshall could have won the regular season, which they were on the verge of doing, they would have had postseason opportunity.
4: Yep, maybe. And not this
1: time, not this year because the NIT is changing its formula.
4: Yeah, and of course, uh, down the stretch, you know they, that Marshall had a chance to. Remember, they even had a chance to win the the um, that regular season outright. Didn't get the job done at Old Dominion and JMU there at the end of the season, uh, and uh, that is the road trip next week, Paul. <laughs> that that's certainly not an easy stretch where they're going to have to. It, it's the closest road trip they have all year, but man, it is uh, uh, to take on JMU. Although JMU got. Uh, taken to the woodshed last Saturday by Southern Miss down in Hattiesburg. And Old Dominion has struggled this year, uh, but uh, always a tough couple of teams to, for Marshall to deal with.
1: Good news for the conference that uh, JMU still receiving some votes. Yes, in yeah, the they, did, they did drop out of the so top they 25. Won't, um, yeah. They won't go away all the way just yet, but yeah, that's still a team you got to consent with. Um, I would have thought that the Marshall might have faced them being undefeated, but... It might be the Marshall team that's the undefeated one by the time yeah. we get to JMU. And
4: and you do like the balance in the conference because we're, it's it's just Marshall and Troy who have not lost. You got several teams like JMU who have one loss, and um, you know that that just shows that we're going to have a competitive battle for uh, top four, top five chances for buys and so forth in
1: the league. Troy, believe it or not. Why they're playing? They lead the Sun Belt and rank 10th nationally in offensive rebounds per game. They are—they're pretty good. They were I tough think, last. I didn't year. think they were going to be this good. They're they
4: were—they were really tough last year. They, of course, they came in here and played and lost to the Herd last year. And uh, Marshall has to play down there this year. Yeah, and, and, and they're in the only battle between those two teams.
1: And Troy is in the top 100 nationally in steals per game. Um, they are. 17th, believe it or not, 9.8 steals a contest. So they're a pretty good team, but of course, we're looking a little too far ahead. We've got to concern ourselves yeah, here with Marshall and Georgia Southern, and that's coming up. Both teams are on the court getting uh, getting their, uh, their stretches and their warm-ups in. We're going to change radio stations briefly still be right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930, but we're taking over 93.7 The Dog as well. So um, Randy Johnson on 93.7 The Dog gets uh, an early exit tonight. We will hit the air in just a moment with our pregame coverage. We continue on here from the Cam Anderson Center. For Jason Toy back in the studio for Bill Cornwell, I'm Paul Swan. This has been The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930.
0: Introducing In Your Business, a podcast highlighting thriving Huntington area businesses, presented by Moses Auto Mall, online at MosesMeansMore.com. In Your Business tells the story of Huntington successes and where you can gain invaluable insights and advice from seasoned entrepreneurs. Produced by Kindred Communications and the Huntington Regional Chamber of Commerce, find it on kindredcom.net, Huntingtonchamber.org, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.